Bungie's swan song. It was only after finally beating Halo Reach with my brother here that I really came to terms with how disappointed I was with Halo Infinite. Reach is grounded in its world. You care for these characters and are constantly in awe of the landscapes and locales you are traversing through. Add to this the amazing soundtrack and superb controls and that ending, my god. I give nothing but a tip of my cap to what was the last true Halo experience in my book. I'm going to disagree with some of that, but we'll get to that in the episode. But here's something I do agree on. Bungie Swan Song for the Halo franchise is both familiar and refreshing. We know what's going to happen, but it doesn't take away the feeling of being there for the fall of Reach. A diverse campaign, interesting new abilities to shake up the formula, and a hopelessness permeating the experience is a driving factor to make this not only an excellent Halo game, but an excellent game that can stand on its own, even with the weight it carries on its shoulders. This game is absolutely worth your time, even if Halo isn't your jam. It's definitely mine, and revisiting this one was well worth it. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? And this is the Swan-approved video game <laughs> by Bungie. <laughs> this, we are talking today about Halo Reach, and I'm going to reach through this microphone, through the speakers, to say, yeah, play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and you are? Oh, I'm Michael. Hello. <laughs> You're so excited, you can't even say your name. Uh, I'm Larry, and I just, right off the bat, just want to say, you hit it out of the park. I couldn't come up with a word, hopelessness is I think this game, my favorite moment in this entire game, which we'll get to, it is the epitome of hopelessness. Yeah, I think I know what moment you're talking about. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually curious because I don't think you do, but maybe we'll see. Well, that makes it even more exciting. So we'll get there when we get there. One thing, I, I love that we both chose Bungie Swan Song. It definitely feels like it. It's weird when you think about a game being a prequel and usually I think those games are kind of like, eh, I can just skip them. You should not skip Halo Reach. It might be, ooh, the campaign itself is so freaking good. Yeah, that's actually, and I don't even know if we ever get into that, but I don't actually know where I would rank this with the original trilogy from Bungie. It's, uh, th- this is, we'll, we'll get, let's work our way into that. Okay. That's sounds, too much off the bat. Sounds good. Let's, let's start with the background then. Larry and I played this co-op together which was a lot of fun. It took us five hours and 26 minutes and 59 seconds to come to the end of Halo Reach. We both played over the internet on both of our Series S's. Yes, and I'm, my playtime currently is actually at eight hours and 21 minutes. So he has played a little more. We've also played some multiplayer on the MCC Master Chief Collection, which we'll talk about that too. Main bulk of this is going to be about Halo Reach, but we'll, you know, tie it into Halo Infinite and what's going on and all that jazz. Halo Reach was released on September 14th, 2010, developed by Bungie and published by Microsoft Game Studios. Apparently, the ending scene, spoilers if you've not seen the ending, <laughs> but here we go. I'll be a bit vague, so I'll put a little timestamp though too. The survive section was a point of contention, apparently. And some people at Bungie didn't want it, but the executive producer, Joe Tung, fought for it. And good job, because I think it's an emotional ending that really hits home. Yes, the, the whole scene. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, so... <laughs> spoilers are done for now. <laughs> you, should, you should play Halo Reach, though, so you can see that ending and see what we're talking about. Some things that I liked right away is visually. But Larry, paint me a picture. What does... When you, if they've never seen Halo Reach before, what am I seeing? I'm trying to think. So for me, I would say this: think Halo. I, you know what Halo looks like. Halo has a look, but then think of a painter, like a portrait in the background. It's there's a there's a weird difference between what the levels look like and just the ridiculous landscape shots that are splattered throughout this game, and. I mean, that's really it. It's it's Halo. There's nothing any more unique about it. It's prettier, obviously, than Halo 1, 2, and 3 because graphics get better. But mm, Now they remastered 2, so I don't know. That's it might be the opposite way. But, and this is technically a remaster that we played. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, it does have a little grittierness to it. It's pretty, but it has I don't know, there's like a dustiness to it. Yeah. That's the best it, way I would put it. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's clearly darker at times too, because that goes along with what's happening. But yeah, it's it's not easy. I guess I'm not really good at painting the Halo picture other than just saying it looks like Halo. Just I don't, and maybe I have to go back. I really need to now go play Halo One, Two, and Three again because it's been so long. I'd be uh, there with you. <laughs> okay, but uh, I don't remember any of them having the landscape shots at this game. Yeah, the amount of times he would stop. He's like, look at this. <laughs> I, I just, I was blown away. My my Xbox, like, screenshot just quadrupled for our playthrough. So I could not believe it. There's so many good vistas, and it's impeccable. I don't think enough people Vista talk about this is game. the word I was looking for. Yeah, uh, just words today. Mike, I, I almost completely forgot. I have a question. I would feel terrible for Mr. Bill from the Gaming and Collecting podcast. So I'm just going to interject this in here. What is your personal favorite so bad it's good game that you actually enjoy despite the general critical reception? Ooh, I feel like there's a lot from season one. You can just go back <laughs> to those ones. It's <laughs> good. I can think of like old cartoons that are probably like that. A game, huh? Off the top of my head, there's a couple that stand out, but one, which I did an episode over at Fun and Games Podcast, you should check out Matt and Jeff was for Final Fantasy 13 2. And I feel like that game got overlooked completely because it was in the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy and people did not like that first game. I have no idea what it got scored on on Metacritic, but I feel like that's definitely a... I don't know if it's so bad that it's good, but there's some bad elements about that game, but I really love that game a lot. No, that, that's a good choice because you, you definitely were someone who was always kind of championing that game all the time. I mean, I heard a, there was always a constant, like, just negative malaise over that game. <laughs> and the funny part is that he's a testament to this. I made him come over to my townhome back when I yeah. when I beat this game, and I beat it, and I immediately made him and my other younger brother come over. I was like, you guys got to watch the ending of this game, and I'm going to explain everything to you step by step. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, for me, I, I was listening to this, and I was, like, going through in my head like all the different options for games i don't really have a game that stands out for me there's like there's games that fit that criteria that i know are good that i really never gave a shot like a, a final fantasy 14 uh got kind of a, it sounds like cyberpunk is starting to head in that direction uh no man's sky could even i'm actually about to start playing that with my buddy we're gonna finally give that game an actual shot but i don't have anything that stood off bomb man hero that game is so bad but so good there we go there's another one <laughs> Mega Man hey, Legends, I can keep coming. Probably have plenty of them. <laughs> I mean, The Ascent, but I don't think it's rebounded, though. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe by the time we're, you're listening to this, but thank you, Bill. That was an excellent question. So Final Fantasy thirteen two is my answer, paired with Bomberman. It figures that you'd have. I, I would have guessed the Final Fantasy thirteen, but not Bomberman. You're trying to get that oh, out I of your memory. <laughs> <laughs> so back to things... Halo Reach that I really liked. The mood of this game in general, the unknown and the known of what you're getting yourself into. The variety of terrain. Now, this could also be influenced by Infinite being the last Halo <laughs> game that I played. That game looks beautiful, but they have a problem with variety. The in-game chatter between characters is really well done, too. You feel Obviously, Halo is more of a standalone. You're the lone hero and this one there's a lot of chatter between comrades and I, I thought that changed it up a lot a lot enough changed it up enough granted odst was before this so yeah you know actually something that's kind of interesting about that point the difference in like locations and locales that you're constantly going through on reach thinking back to it and this shows you i think what good art style can potentially do in my head there doesn't i know there is but there's not a massive jump in graphics between reach what i'm picturing and infinite I'm sure there is. There's a massive, I'm sure. But there's something about it's such an easy game to just instantly get into that I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is a really old game. So it's definitely held up. Now, granted, it looks better than what it used to. But yeah, yeah, I've looked by side by side. You can definitely tell the difference, but not as much as you would think. I think that's also a shout out to the mission design and how easily it gets you into this game. Oh, yeah, 100%. So shout out to that first mission, oh, which well, we'll we sh- talk about. We should also shout out uh, how easily and effectively the co-op works. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. It, Ma- Master Chief Collection it did us wonders. This is where we played the game, and hmm, we just jumped in, joined our games, and we're off to the races. It is amazing, though, how much fun it is to play a Halo game campaign with your friend slash family member. 
hey, that'll probably be in Halo Infinite now. Maybe? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is releasing. It's holiday time. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to holidays. Hopefully Infinite's better by now. I mean, Christmas is right around the corner. Yes. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If not, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the winterness. If you're up in the Midwest, hopefully there's plenty of snow and it looks beautiful. I know a lot of people don't want snow in the Midwest, but I still do. Same. I just don't want the cold. <laughs> yeah. But I like the cold, so we're okay. But we're not, this isn't a weather podcast. This is a Halo Reach. So, Larry. This is a Halo Reach. And huh? This is a Halo Reach. <laughs> we are only Halo Reach. Speaking of the group chatter, this is a game that's built on teammates. How do you feel about this dynamic where, well, one, Master Chief isn't there, and two, you got some comrades. Yeah, I wasn't sure how I would like this, and I didn't play ODST, so I didn't. I've never kind of gotten this style from a Halo game, so it was pretty fascinating to see how this worked. I actually think I really, really liked it because, to me, it almost works in the sense that I'm not Master Chief, so in replace of him, we needed four people to do the same amount of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought they actually worked really well together, and in a really weird way i thought it was going to be kind of cheesy at first but it very organically happened to the point where i didn't know i was caring for the characters until there was certain moments where i was like oh wow i actually kind of like this character now and i cat is a, a prime example i hadn't realized i started caring for them and it did, they just do it very naturally and i think that's what's so effective about it it feels like you're a group of four who have been kind of you know, you're going through some stuff together. I think there's more than four because your name is Noble Six, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. But, but you get what you mean. Yeah. You get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean. <laughs> I think it takes a little bit getting used to. I did play Reach before I played ODST. Halo 5 also has some group mechanics, which you also did not play, and that's yeah. okay. Now, what makes me think this works for myself, granted, I've played this campaign twice now, and both times it's been with somebody else. I've never played it solo, but maybe that just helps as like that group effort type of thing. And I've played most Halos together with somebody else, but I've also played them solo. But I know it's hard to separate yourself from feeling of being Master Chief, who's a more of a lone wolf type of person. And I think, and I think what helps this game is when you get into this new team, they already have set personalities and they do, it's weird. They do a good job of not giving you backstory at all. They just throw you into it. And knowing that you are a new recruit to an older person from their team that's now dead and you just pick up the mantle. I think that was kind of a clever way of doing it. Yeah, I think so too. It also did kind of help kind of build that vibe with your character because you kind of felt like okay you're you almost wanted to play good while you were playing the game to prove to them which is what you would be doing anyways so it it seems like it like i said i use the word organic it worked very well with the story and again i i appreciate it. i didn't want to play a singular character and have it focus on one character because you can't really top master chief you've built such a universe with this and we know that's coming at the end of this game and so the fact that we kind of have a group it's i don't know i just i thought it worked i was i didn't expect it to but it worked for me i don't think i 100 percent utilized the team dynamic options that you have like sending them to points and stuff probably because we played you know together and that was mainly we're just little, too good yeah <laughs> well, i don't know about that but <laughs> we uh yeah it was kind of our we used the team dynamics between us two like hey you go here here i go there we didn't really use the team effort well and i would say this i don't know if you noticed this as much as i noticed it but you were a significantly better shot than i was and i was noticing this while i was playing on a pretty decently regular basis <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if my skills have deteriorated a little bit or yeah, what because back in the day if you didn't know we obviously we played halo growing up halo Everybody one did. was yeah, everybody did. <laughs> Halo 1 was such a monumental game for us and bonding experience, whatever. But 9 out of 10 times, if Larry and I met on the Battlefield multiplayer one, he'd beat me. Yeah. Like, it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, and and I've been kind of, like, that was one of the curiosities I had with myself is why I've continued, I mean, I haven't put in a ton of hours, but I've been putting in small amounts of hours with this game on the MCC just to see if I can kind of get a little bit of that back, and it hasn't happened yet. 
my hunch is the people I'm just playing against are better than the people from back in the day, but who knows? Got to have old school Lampires. Get yeah. that pedigree going. Oh, yeah. The pecking order. Who's the big bad? <sighs> so, okay. So we talked about we like the fact that the team dynamic works in this game. Speaking of the team dynamic, though, like the games, the levels we're actually playing, you kind of had us, tasked us with picking our top three, which was... Ooh, it's hard. It was hard, but I actually think these, the three that I have kind of went to the top pretty early on for me. It was just figuring out how to order those three was a little bit tougher for me. I will say a bold thing. I don't know if it's bold. There's not a bad mission in this game. I feel like every single mission is solid. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't disappointed in anything, but there was definitely, to me two that really really stood out and then one is you know we can talk about it i think we're going to go into it more so i picked the number three for me is the final mission Ooh. so we'll we'll talk about that more but yeah okay so your third favorite is the final mission all right so my third favorite is new alexandria and that is going from skyscraper to the next skyscraper fighting in clubs you have a lot of options on where to go. You can kind of explore freely. It's a wacky design for a level, yeah, if yeah, you think about it. It very much is, yeah. But it works somehow, and we get the exploration in a vehicle, which I always love. I struggled with flying a little bit in that level. But. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. How, how does Halo do so good with vehicles? That is know. one thing they've knocked out of the park. Yeah, the Warthog in Halo 1 was hard to master, but once you did it, it just feels but, right. But again, though, at the time, that almost became a feature of the Warthog more so than like something that people look down upon for it. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, no, they do vehicles right, which is why I will say my number two is tip of the spear. That is also my number two. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, so I said to me, you got a variety of everything in this freaking level. Oh my gosh. Land yeah. vehicles, foot, you got air. And I think this is, if I remember correctly, this was the first time where another ship got shot down next to us and so that despair starts kicking in but to me seeing the size of the covenant oh, ship oh my gosh at the end oh my gosh is, it's so good it, it's it, this level was just a blast to play but you got such a cool story payoff too yes just, oh perfect and I love the opening of this. You have just a bunch of warthogs and pelicans and all this just flying in. It felt very battlefieldy to me, like yeah. back in the day when Battlefield was good. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it is a desert level, but it doesn't totally feel like a desert level. And it does break it up because I believe there's a, like this oil rig type structure that you go through. So like Larry said, there's so much variety in what you're doing, and it feels great because you... is it? I think it's Cat that's driving, and you... You know, the Warthog gets crashes and whatever, which is typical FPS stuff. But it feels like you are scavenging to get back to where you're supposed to be yes, yes. to start the mission. Oh, and so I good. love that just pick up and play, grab every gun, and just keep moving forward. You know, that was a fun thing, too, I've noticed. Just in the levels in general, there was a real excitement to finding, like, a good weapon. Yeah. And then holding on to it and trying to pick and choose what enemies you were going to use it on. There's like strategy built in with, I don't even, I'm sure they thought about it just for level, like oh, how sure quickly. they had to. But it's really, really well done. Where in a lot of shooters nowadays, it's like, okay, here you go. Here's the best weapon. Go go have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which no. has its merits, but I enjoy this way more. Yes. All right. So apparently we just so far inverted our list. My number one is New Alexandria. Uh, oh, you love that one. Yeah. I... In a thing, the thing that I think I like the most about it is in a game that's a first-person shooter, I can't believe how much I enjoyed a flying level. Again, obviously there are segments you're not, but yeah, the club scenes ridiculous. It's so good, it's so cool. <laughs> but like to me, I actually, and this is where I almost wish we were sitting co-op when we did this instead of being you know at our individual places. I was kind of, my jaw, I'm sure, was on the floor. I, I didn't realize the true terror and just absolute loss you see from the city being on fire. I was just awestruck at that. And, of course, spoiler, this level wraps up with the point with Kat's death. And I think this scene was brilliant in a way for me because... It shows you, one, this group's no longer... You're not invincible. You're not like this invincible Spartan. Like, none of this stuff. An accidental deflected shot, basically, gets this character, kills our character. And it feels like, for the first time, this is starting the trend of we're not making it out. 
and the vibe completely changes after this. Yeah, we had before this where the old guy died, but you're like, oh, he's the old guy. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to yeah, perish, so that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, it does. It really starts yeah. to invade everything. Like, oh man, I I, I remember we, the the death scene itself isn't like anything spectacular. It's just, but a, it's it, really well done but, at the same time. Yeah, it, it, well, there's that shot where they're kind of. Sc- scrolling back on the camera after the character had died and it was the first time i remember for me seeing it and i was kind of like man like these guys you know we know they're not going to make it but they're not going to make it and i don't know it's it's just so well you said it earlier when you talked about how we know the outcome we know reach is going to fall but it's going to (laughs) fall and you experience it and it's like you kind of feel like they're now realizing what you already knew it's so well done yeah, there's that communication between the commander of this unit. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Cat is asking, like, have we, uh, where are we losing? There's a communication between the commander and Cat, I believe. I don't know if it's in this mission or the, I think it's the previous one. And she's like, I want to know the status of what's going on. It's like, well, obviously we're losing. I'm like, no, I want to know if we lost. Like, mm-hmm. is it over? Because they're talking about some of the Spartans are being evac like support yeah. and they're like why are we being evac we're the fighters yeah oh. yeah that's just scene. it's to me there's it's just that image of all the burning buildings in that city it's just it's so well done burn inside those eye rides of yours so my favorite one which i feel like might be a little controversial but is the long night of solace and this is where you get to go to space yes okay so this is my number four okay yeah I don't know if this is the best level. Let me put that out there. Because I think I could see New Alexandria and the other one before. I I will also say that real quick, uh, when you're done talking about this, this level will lead to my one major disappointment with this game. But you go. Okay. That's a tease. (laughs) So (laughs) you're fighting on land. land. You're fighting on land. Then you get to go up in space. You actually get to fight in space battle like Star Fox (laughs) to going inside the Covenant like capital ship that's ginormous (laughs) and you have this cool muffled sound you have zero gravity there is so much going on in this mission and then it ends on a sour note where the old man dies and it's just like oh this is what I love about this game (laughs) also shout out to the funky noises that the OST do in this game especially inside the ship oh my gosh yeah yeah, no, like, well, in just a shout out to, like, the OST in general. In every Halo is basically good. But man, is this one great. But I would also, and this isn't a shot at anybody, well, kind of is, but, like, the Bungie Halo's soundtrack is usually almost top notch all the time. And that continues here. Again, so I can't, can't so vouch on. for ODST. Oh, well, that's got some great jazz influence. You should listen to that. In right, I'll have it's pretty to, good. I'll have to do that. All right, so I do want to talk about my disappointment. We get this mission, all right? And we're getting to fly in space, which is amazing. Why is there not a multiplayer option of that? Why didn't that get thrown into the playlist? Okay. You were worrying me with your major disappointment. <laughs> no, okay, but like, yeah. but legitimately, like you could even do. You remember, I, I know. Okay, it's boarding action. For the life of me, I will always call it ship to ship. But boarding action in Halo One. Imagine that level, but also with the option to occasionally like hop in a ship and like, oh, that'd be dope. It just feels like, or just have, you know, straight on dog fighting for just from variety. Like you clearly had it built in. That would have been, that feels like a missed opportunity. It wouldn't have been anyone's favorite, but it would have been a nice change of pace. If you're just playing a random playlist and suddenly you're flying a ship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would have been really cool. Uh, Okay. I'm okay with that big disappointment of yours. (laughs) I don't, and why I say I don't know if it's the best mission because is the flying the best thing in the world? No, but Bungie honestly just handles vehicle combat so freaking well. Yeah, and it was such a surprise to me. I mean, I played this game before and I totally forgot about that section. And it's, yeah, I, oh, I had so no idea. Good. I had no idea that was even in it. So that that was very much a happy surprise for me. I love space. Who doesn't love space? Probably the people that get sucked out of an airlock. True. There's no flood, Larry, which makes sense story wise. Is that okay? Was the Covenant and Brutes enough for you? Uh, they're not being flood made a hundred complete sense. Uh, so I'm in agreement there. I do think there needed to be a little more enemy variety. I would say if there was anything. Now again, I'm not saying the enemies that we fight aren't bad. I think it would have been fun to have maybe a couple more lower level 
type enemies that are just random instead of just i mean i don't know now, now that i think about it though there is a decent variety and shooting grunts is always fun anyways yeah right they're uh, the best they might be one of the best grunt enemies in any game yeah uh i mean yeah i guess it wouldn't have two just types always seems like you could have maybe thrown in like another race it is an alien planet and you could have gotten creative with the fact that it's reach so something could have just disappeared anyway so it would have made sense why it wasn't anywhere else that's a good point so i mean at no point was i like oh man i'm fighting the same enemies again and again but you could have done something a little bit more maybe a couple more flying type enemies or something like that to add some variety i mean they had those buggies yeah it would have been nice to maybe see a little bit more but I wouldn't dock it at a point. It's I've never really had a complaint with enemy design in Halo games. No, I always I felt they're like great. They're, they're so much better than the average like just human NPC that you're shooting at. And I think what helps on the variety part is well, these enemies can go get in a vehicle. Then you have the enemy vehicle type, so it it feels like there's more than just yep. a couple enemies. Yeah. And I do like the departure away from the flood. I enjoy the flood. They are freaking annoying. They are anxiety inducing, but I feel like, yeah, you can't put the flood near. It doesn't make any sense. They're no. on the that they're on the Halo ring. I think this game holds its own with what they throw at you. Being the AI is, I think, pretty good. There's enough surprises with the set pieces and again, like enemy vehicles that make up for the not overwhelmingly diverse enemies. And again, I think, like you said, that's probably the strength of Halo in general, right? Or even any game, if your enemies can get into a vehicle, get into a turret, switch guns. Uh, actually hide every once in a while i mean the fact that still, even this game grunts at times will run away it's that's a fun feature yeah, that's a very good point because you see a brute and he shoots you with a gun and then you have another one racing after you with a hammer yeah it's a it, totally different vibe exactly it's literally the same enemy different but it's basically like a different enemy because you have to treat it completely differently and there's very few things as frightening as either a brute running at you with a hammer or a grunt running at you with two plasma <laughs> grenades trying to suicide itself <laughs> they're terrible uh, okay so it didn't bug you as much and i feel like maybe you would get tired of this if you played through all the halo campaigns back to back or maybe you wouldn't maybe you'd enjoy this yeah that's interesting i i don't know i think I, it was back in 2018 i played through all the campaigns that's, that's I what it. i was just thinking because you did that and you didn't seem like you had too much of a complaint no halo yeah. reach was not on mcc back then though yeah I definitely, again, I think one of the things that this did for me is it made me decide I really, really want to play Halos 1, 2, and 3. I will uh, play with you. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. 100%. Can, can you play three-player, single-player? I don't know. Mm, okay. I don't, no, you could probably you, can't, right? Could you ever? I think Reach was No, I know only, you couldn't. But... Reach was the only one that you could, I think. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> of, cor of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I definitely want to go back because... I'm wondering now if I had to, because this is, is going to organically roll into it. We'll, we'll talk about story first, but I'm just letting you know, I'm planting the seeds. I'm still trying to figure out where I would rank this with the other three. No, we won't have to do that today. No. But if we do another Halo someday or on one of these random episodes after we play through the campaign back to back to back, I think that'd be fun. But let's, let's before we get into some other interesting topics, we should probably talk about the ending, right? No. No. I mean, we should. But I think we should talk about Halo 1 references. So oh, okay. seeing the Pillar of Autumn, Captain Keys, that almost ending shot of the Halo ring, Cortana. Did you need any of those in this game? I mean, you probably didn't really have too many expectations going in, but no. you've never played it for it. What did you think about those inclusions? Uh, I mean, to me, hands down, uh, the Cortana one was interesting. That was amusing. And uh, just the whole Cortana storyline that happens with that character is just crazy anyways. And Dr. Hal Halsey and all that. But seeing the Halo ring, was it's, that's such an iconic thing. That Like the fact that that's the way that uh, I just, I thought that was brilliant. I love that. They didn't need to do that. But. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. But at I, the same time, yeah. you kind of need to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, really. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I didn't need a single one of those things. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need the halo ring at the very end just because it is, but. Well, it's kind of like the passing of, I mean, it's so perfect so for Bungie good. too, right? Like they can just be like, like we said, this is their swan song. Here, this leads you to that trilogy you love us for. Go play it. Yep. Yeah, it's all here on the M Master Chief Collection. <laughs> Oof, yeah. 
We'll, we'll talk more about the Master Chief Collection in a second. I do want to just... Yeah, let's talk about that ending episode. So, ending episode. No, it's not episode. Ending, <laughs> ending, ending level. Well, so for me is you already said that was a very controversial thing whether to add it or not. You agreed. You're glad they kept it. I I mean, I can't... You can't more than 100% agree. I freaking loved the way that they did that. I was fighting like tooth and nail trying to keep my character alive for that scene. There was just an intenseness and like I felt so claustrophobic <laughs> during that scene. It was just so well done. And you knew you weren't going to make it out. <laughs> at, at one point, when did you think that was going to happen? Because I played it off because I knew that this is what you were doing. And I was like, all right, let's go over here. Let's hide in this part and get some guns. And you were like following me. I was like, I'm up on the hill. Come over here. Oh, so, okay. That's, that's a good point. So you knew what was happening, right? Yeah. Okay. So you played that off very, very well. I, I didn't know it was going to happen until I almost feel like I would have to go back and watch it again. It feels like at some point there was like a film grain thrown over. No, the when scene. you start getting shot, yeah, you're like oh, yeah, so good. And it's the way that there's like a, a fogginess to everything, and like it's in the smoke and the dust. And, and obviously, like, the pillar autumn went yeah, away. Yeah, so you're it, like, uh. well, yeah. I mean, you were literally left helpless. And on top of that, you know, but there's like the possible threat of like, okay, do we find a ship or something like that? But when they started doing the thing where it's like you didn't really know where the enemies were on the radar anymore; they were just there. I was kind of like, I was kind of starting to wonder, like, what's going on here? And then it just, it kept, it keeps progressing and you just can tell there's, there's not a savior moment coming. This is, you're literally playing the end of someone's life. And it's so, it, it, I could see it being traumatizing, but it's so powerful. It's such a cool moment. And it, yeah, I, I'm just, I was just left speechless after that scene. I loved it. It's yeah, depressing, I but I yeah, loved it's, it. Yeah, it's. Oh man, it's so well done, and I'm so happy the they kept it in there because it really it shows how hopelessness it is and what we had to do on Reach to sacrifice for Master Chief to make it basically. Well, and I think I almost feel like because of the emotion of that scene, because like obviously I'm not as skilled in real life as that our characters were, but I felt like I fought really, really hard. Like I lasted long. I'm sure I didn't last nearly as long as most people do. But I felt like I really played a long time. And part of me wonders like how long you can actually survive that scene. But the fact that you go through all that and your adrenaline's going, your heart's pumping, to then give that moment of seeing the ring, I feel like with, and I'm sure they would have still come out with a brilliant way of doing it, but it's so much more powerful because of that. Because you're like, crap. So when I played Halo 1 back in the day, I first got to go into that game this was the sacrifice that made that happen. It's so good. Oh. It's such a good wrap-up, even yeah. though it's technically the first game now yeah. in chronological order, but oh my gosh, yeah. it's so fantastic. No, it, it is definitely very, very well done. So you did ask me the question, where does Halo Reach rank for you personally in the Halo franchise? I do want to replay them all again to say any definitive answer, but one thing I want to mention that you said in your beginning, you said this was... Yeah, in the beginning, you said the last true Halo experience. I want to reiterate, I, I'm a Halo 4 stan in that regard. <laughs> I don't think it's the best game, but I think that is a good campaign. Halo 5, not so much. Halo Infinite has its troubles. I would still say it's a good game. We'll get into that here shortly. But I think this is really freaking high on where I put it. I just don't want to say a definitive answer yet. Okay, no, fair enough. I, I would say this. Uh... Hey, oh. oh, one thing I have to say, without Master Chief and the Flood, I think it does hurt it, and it's hard. I did say in the beginning this is a standalone good shooter, but the impact that it has because of Halo, the original trilogy, I don't know how to detach those two things, so I'm not sure. Well, okay, I I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i add something to that, but I'll just say this. Uh, yeah, Halo 5, mm, Halo 4. Yeah, you haven't played Halo yeah, 5, I know. right? Yeah, yeah. Halo 4... I have just fun experiences playing that with like my friend Ryan too. Uh, you and I played that together first. Yes, we did. But just throwing that out there. I, I was, you know, it's yeah. I, I didn't love it. I'm not a stand like you are. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite again. I am on record saying I enjoyed the heck out of the multiplayer of that game. The gameplay, is something else. I didn't love the campaign. Uh, 
I thought there was cool moments. And a lot of it was maybe I just hadn't played a Halo game in a long time too. The reason I said what I said was this felt more like the core Halo experience that I remember. That being a good multiplayer with a good story and good feel. And I feel like that's what Halos 1, 2, and 3 in my head from what I remember, which is why I'm not going to rank yet because I need to play those three again just to see. Because who knows? Maybe I play those three and I'm like, oh, crap. Well, they're all way better than Reach. I don't know that yet. So, yeah, just I I look forward to playing one through three again. And uh, I think in the future, you can all look forward to us at some point maybe trying to make this ranking. I will just say this. Based on what I have kind of experienced, I think the Bungie 4, Halo 1, 2, 3, and Reach, not ODST. Because you haven't played that? Yeah. Uh, are better than anything that 343 three. Yeah. Now, again, and I say that because that's I haven't played ODST and I haven't played 5. But based on what I've played in 4, and, and so now I'm really interested in you with where 4 is and the other. Yeah, me too. I want to replay them all back-to-back co-op with you, minus 5, because we can't, or infinite, because we can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you, listener, if you've not played Halo Reach, I highly recommend you to go do that. So there's Larry over there. Whether on Game Pass, through the Master Chief Collection, through backwards compatibility, on PC, whatever you want to do. But now we are going to transition over to the future of Halo. Comparing this to the Master Chief Collection, because Reach is involved. And just kind of our thoughts from there. So Halo Reach, worth your time. On to more discussion. Okay, so I feel like there's probably two or three different areas we could dive into. Uh, Obviously, talking about the Halo future... I feel like talking about the Halo future, we have to talk about Halo Infinite. So there's that. Or do we talk about MCC, what it is, and what should happen? Should it stay where it's at? Or do you think maybe they should keep implementing newer Halos into that? Because right now it's it's just the Bungie. It's literally just all the Bungie Halos. No, no. it's Halo 4 too. Is Halo 4 on there? Yep. The only one that's missing is Halo 5. Okay, so the fact that they're not all on there, somewhat kind of changes this question a little bit but halo infinite we all know the struggles that we're now experiencing with the multiplayer in that game now hopefully these struggles are gone because you're hearing this winter time yay true (laughs) but (laughs) even regardless unless there's a massive turnaround in the next couple months uh it's not looking great no so my question is and we've kind of talked about this a lot. MCC is a thing. It went through its struggles, but they now have that. They know what a online experience is supposed to be like. Why can't Halo Infinite have that? And could integrating Halo Infinite into MCC... I mean, it's a... I guess I wonder how that how that would even work, but at least providing the stats, providing the progression, That's the unlocks. That's the thing I don't understand. Why knowing MCC has really, really good stat-driven things. I love that in games. I'd love to see my stats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you hear all the time with the quick bits, which we haven't even gotten to in this episode, but we will. Don't worry. It's always <laughs> at the end. Well, except for one time in season one. How they don't have those stats where I can constantly see them in Infinite is mind-boggling weird. Knowing that they're the ones that create MCC. It's just, it, even like the, at the end of multiplayer matches, just the limit, limited amount of information you're getting. I just, I don't understand what the thought process was there. And it just feels like for me, and just the way the points are allocated. Like when I get a headshot, I should be getting more points. When I get an assist, I should be getting more points. When, I mean, if I get a triple kill, I should be getting extra points towards unlocking something. It's just, these are all things MCC has. All of it. And that's what's mind-boggling about it, because I know they tried to do something different with the battle pass and making it objective-based, which... But, I mean, technically, the MCC has that as well. (laughs) You know, they have, like, ways to unlock certain emblem tags or pictures or whatever it is. But at Infinite, I was okay with the objectives because like oh this brings variety to each match whatever Mm -hmm. but knowing they don't have an overall number minus the battle pass yeah that little thing bugs me i know when this first came out you were even one to say like well if the game's fun who cares but it really does stall you it's it's so weird like i can't even figure out in my head i i struggled tackling with that because i remember i was saying that i remember making not really making fun of but like 
going talking to people talking about like man this is what's wrong with the new generation it's you can't just play a game and enjoy a game and i can't figure out because like old halos we enjoyed and there wasn't unlocks yeah it was just competition between us who got first that game it so didn't really matter I, I think my issue with infinite wasn't necessarily the unlocks i mean it is a live service game so you should be probably provided but i think it was the lack of gameplay modes the lack of co-op the lack of just forge and giving us all these crazy different types of game modes i think that was and that i don't i didn't feel like there was enough multiplayer maps and I, I remember, especially in Big Team Battle, that being something that bugged me. Oh, yeah. Big Team Battle definitely suffered. And I would go on record. I think I said in our Games of the Year discussion that I am, I'm, I like that they made all new maps with no legacy maps. They did their own thing. And I liked most of those maps. But you're right. It gets old quick. But see, and I think the thing that frustrates me more is we're look, look what is happening now is they're bringing back legacy maps now. Very little, but, yes. but But they are. Like, you know, there's like two dropping here sometime soon, which I'm sure by the time you guys listen to this, they're out. But like, I don't understand if you have a live service. It just, to me, it shows you how unprepared I think they really were, or the struggles internally of what was happening with this game. How much hoopla probably goes into live service games. Yeah. Again, so like, shout out to like Fortnite, right? Like, it's just unbelievable that game continues to just keep doing what it's doing. And change so quickly. Yeah. And so, but... It's like, this is Halo. I can't understand how they can drop so many of these core features, but then not have anything to replace it. It's kind of my big thing. And here's the thing. I gave them a pass in the beginning. I, I stand by it. Infinite is a good game. Maybe it's even a great game. It's, it was one of my favorite games of 2021. The problem is I was satiated because, I, one, the multiplayer felt so good to play. Yes, it didn't have enough long legs for me because of the objective base. I went through and I got, then I filled out the entire first battle pass. I haven't picked it up since, so that shows a problem because the core concept started eating at me a little bit. I enjoyed rank, but then ranking kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah, and I enjoyed the campaign for what it was. I still have my complaints with it, mainly the terrain diversity, and I think. After playing this, Halo doesn't need to be open world. After no, no, playing yes, Reach. Yes, you know, 100% agreed on there. I, I would say two things. Going back, the the fact that it was a live service game, the thing that I was really, really excited about, especially once we found out how freaking fun it was to play the multiplayer, that has not changed. I'm actually sure I'd be more okay jumping back in and playing a couple rounds right now because it's been so long, it'll feel fresh. I won't be exhausted from it like a lot of people who are still playing it. But... I was super excited to like compare stats. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's Mike. He's looking here. There he is on the leaderboards. Man, look at your accuracy with a sniper compared to your accuracy with a pistol or this game mode, that game mode, your KD ratio, your assist. <laughs> Simple stuff like your, that. Your points. Like maybe you're not someone who has good KD, but you, you're freaking awesome at capturing a flag. All those different things, those should all be just ingrained in the game. And they're not. They're still not. <laughs> Like, it, it baffles my mind. I'll, I'll 100% hit this one home for you. It's the fact that the multiplayer, or multiplayer, the open world factor in Halo Infinite, I don't need to go back to that. Unless, you know, they can somehow, like, destiny it up or something like that. I absolutely love what I played in Reach. I would love for a Halo to go back to being able to put this much emphasis on variety of levels with a good story instead of a lot of really random banter just along the way to get you from one spot to another. And yeah, I will say this. It was, we kind of thought this was going to be a problem at the beginning. The lack of diversity in landscapes in Halo Infinite really does hurt it. And it's a pretty looking game. Can you imagine if they had like, a, you know, I always go back to Halo 1, a, a, a sidewinder snow level-esque type thing in a couple different interior, more interiors. I always bring up boarding action. I, I just, I freaking love that map. <laughs> I, I know it doesn't get enough love, so I'm going to try and just like keep talking about it to get it to go out there. I loved that map. So I'll say after playing through Reach with you and then thinking about Halo Infinite's open world, I do think that these games work best with open concepts for levels versus an entire open world. I think there's some parts of Infinite that are fun to explore around. It'd be more fun to explore with more people. But Bungie specifically 
really did well about making small, cool set pieces that branch out into bigger areas. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that's where Halo shines. And I feel like just putting it open world just to put it open world, I think that's kind of what they're going for and just kind of following trends. And it feels different. The multiplayer felt great. The open world felt good. It just felt different and not the different that I want. Okay, so then I guess my point that I would like, or at least what I would like to ask you then is, what do you do if you're Microsoft then? Because 343 made the core gameplay is a probably, I would argue, as good as Halo's ever been. Uh, that it was a smooth, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe, let me go back to one, two, and three, but. No, I think you're going to find that the the earlier versions are more plotting. Yeah. And I know you like the, the sprint, sprint and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, for this one, Halo Infinite is going to feel the best. Yeah, so so I guess then, what does Microsoft do? Because you kind of have the groundwork laid for a really, really good Halo game. But clearly, if you give the reins to somebody else for the next Halo, maybe not Halo Infinite, but the next Halo. Do you know what I hate about this? Hmm. Just in general. There was no reason to mess with the formula. Why did you try and make it live service? Yeah, that that's a shocking one, right? Like everybody was going to buy it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Well, maybe not because maybe people jumped off after Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, but knowing that you made the multiplayer separate was such a good decision and just do cool costume cosmetics, it's a win. Why do you have to just do your arena goodness that you are good at? Yeah. And put out Forge and let us mess around. Yeah, that's kind of the shocking one to me. I'm... I, I guess I just... I'm so confused or conflated between... I just don't think 343 is as good at doing story as Bungie. Not, like, not even close. What, See, what I really liked in Halo Infinite was some of the very small story moments. Not the overarching one. So but, I agree with you, but if you... So they're almost there. <laughs> but but I would also say this, though. those Almost every single one of those story moments worked so well because Bungie provided the groundwork for those moments to work for us. Now, 343 did them. So, I mean, they, they were done right. I guess that's the part that frustrates me more, though, is they clearly do have... They have it. They have the skill. But the because it, there must have been something internally that was like, we need to make this open world. And because of that... The, the distance between those story beat moments are so far from each other at times. It's probably that, with open world a lot of time too. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just, I really, really hope they don't go open world in the next Halo. My question is, I, I'm honestly, I'm saying, I think they've, they've lost their chance for me to redeem, at least in my book. You, you just dropped too many things. You promised co-op. You promised the seasons after season one would start becoming three month seasons. You promised we'd have Forge by now. Like there, there's just so many things that aren't there. The playlist should be better. The stats should be better. There's so much and it's not. Yeah. So it's rough. <laughs> so I, I guess for one, would you be mad if 343 made the next Halo? No. Would you be disappointed? Maybe. <laughs> so here's the thing. What I want them to do is drop episodes. Now, I don't know if that would work for me. I don't know if it's a good idea or a terrible idea. I want them to make us go back into that map, drop us off into either to a new location that rose up out of the ground or a ship came and crashed, something like that. Mm -hmm. We haven't, as of time of recording, it is at end of September, the game came out a year ago. Or no, almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. We haven't got a single drip feed of anything single player wise. So if you, their thought is to add more single player Smaller experiences, because I assume that's what they're going to do. And it's going to take you at least a year to two to make me that. I'd rather you take five years and give me a brand new game. Yeah, I'm kind of getting... Or four, maybe. I'm kind of getting the vibe we're not getting anything single-player related for a long time. Because oh they got to focus be, the multiplayer. That would be so bad, though. Yeah. I, no, trust <laughs> me. Because what's the point? Yeah, ag agreed. Well, here's the thing, too. I'm, I mean, not that you have to add additional content to an open world, but the basis was there that they are going to. At least that's, I think that's what they promised us was a live service game. Mm -hmm. So I assume it would be from the multiplayer front and the single player. Yeah. Okay. Let me 
know if this is like this take doesn't quite work but here's my thinking i want a world where all the all of our lead console designers or manufacturers between nintendo sony and xbox are doing really really well i want them competitive because it pushes everybody else maybe not nintendo can kind of do their own thing but microsoft and sony especially well i kind of feel like we all know halo's microsoft's biggest intellectual property in terms of video games you can argue if it's best who knows but it's it's biggest you gave 343 the reins to this this is now their third attempt and they technically fourth technically fourth okay master chief yes the fact that they dropped the ball this much i feel like just if you're Microsoft and you need to come and be like, you know what? We're serious about making sure our games are successful. You had every opportunity to make this work and you screwed it up this much. I personally think as much as I would love for a redemption arc, I think it's time they give somebody else a try. This is your big boy. You need to make sure this works. My question would be, is there anyone in the Halo universe right now and inside halo universe the microsoft universe they would work i mean there's a million studios now here's here's my thing this is where i'm so conflicted right like we've already said i love the gameplay i like the story beats of infinite i don't think the open world totally works so i know they can do it yeah so that's what i'm really torn like is this going to be another final fantasy 14 another no man's sky in like two three years we're like Oh my gosh, I'm so glad they stuck with it. You see, I guess I'm, and I'm so, I, I don't know how to respond to those situations because I love that that's happening, that they stuck with their game, but I hate the games are being shipped so bleh. Yeah. I don't want to normalize this. I don't want to normalize buying a game or playing a game and then being like, man, three years from now, this game's going to be a freaking banger. Like, well, I don't want well, that okay, to be. But here's my problem. Like, no, well, No Man's Sky can't totally saying same with Final Fantasy 14 because I wasn't there in the beginning. I was in the beginning No Man's Sky, but what I'm saying is in the beginning, I thought Halo Infinite did stick the landing. Yeah, agreed. 100%. So I don't know if I it totally correlates. Grant, they did mess up the tail. Multiplayer went stale pretty quickly. Still great mechanically and they need to add more. So if in the future, if I would give them a redemption if they can... Give me more rotation. Forge actually works. I have more single-player story content, and I can play with my friends. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen because they said it's not going to, but, you know, whatever. Well, so, but in this future, if I'm giving Halo to somebody else, obviously Bungie would be in, would be in that. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're doing Destiny, and they're in PlayStation World now. Yeah. So I had to look at their pedigree. I really liked 4. I didn't like 5. There's some good moments in there, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we do this hardcore ranking. But Bungie didn't make a bad Halo, so obviously, you know, you got Bungie in there. They left Halo behind for a reason. They got the swan song with Reach. I don't think they'd ever want to go back. No. No, okay. So we're in, all... a, in a perfect world, yes, Bungie, Bungie gets it again. That's <laughs> so, not happening. Okay, so who do we have? So here's my thing. Bethesda, I, I ins- do not touch Halo. No, don't, don't get that. Well, okay, hold on a second, though. No, I know Bethesda. Yes, don't touch it. You're talking about Id Doom. No, but Id, give them. How about this? Let them have the engine. No, no, (laughs) stay away. Okay, all right. Hold on. Let me let me pull up a list of all the Microsoft people here. You know, I'm as you're researching that. I'm actually kind of torn between when I'm thinking about this. You know, this reboot. So do I let Halo Infinite just be dogpile? Well, not dogpile be low tier for another year or two or do you just cut it at the knees and take another big break because we haven't had halo for a while i know everybody's like oh microsoft is just halo and gears and forza all over again but we need halo Mm -hmm. i want halo isn't what yes more agreed or more my speed i don't want halo to do another big break because you know it took this long we got a good product but didn't long tail i think hopefully it hasn't fizzled out completely by the time you're listening to this all right i have my pick after this that little bit of research we have not talked about this what do you think studio do you think i'm gonna say what do i think studio based off what i was just saying yeah i mean i would probably go with arcane studios rare okay and hear me out 
Yeah, I need, you need some explaining. What? Rare can do humor. So it can do the grunt interactions that are super funny. They've had past experience. I don't know if it's the same people. They've had past experience with Perfect Dark. They know how to do shooters. They know how to do sci-fi. I think it could work. Okay, but... And, they and it, get the Halo Infinite engine, whatever. Or maybe they get the Master Chief Collections engine. I Perfect Dark story is kind of goofy. But <laughs> true. change that to a more darker theme. I think it could work. So I, I would say that works. They've, all, they've if, also dropped Sea of Thieves content as we go along, so they know how to do that. They know how to do live service. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now the question is... I don't know if it's good. I'm not yeah, in that community. Yeah. Well, it's also how much of the original rare people are still there, you know, from Perfect Dark Days. Oh, definitely not. You lot. know, looking through this list, what I'm seeing is uh, maybe 343 keeps it. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of other good options. I mean, there's all talented people, but they don't... I, I don't know how to compare. Like, if you've made a really... Like, Forza, right? Beautiful game. Can they make a shooter? I have no Can idea. They Can they fame? make an RPG? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. I will say this. The only other one that stood out to me was maybe Arcane Studios or Roundhouse Studios. Arcane with Prey, they can do space really, really well. Uh, yeah, actually. So okay. there, there's potential there. Arcane, it's just a, it's another shooter. It's Wolfenstein. So machine games, excuse me, with Wolfenstein. Yeah, I have no idea what they're working on. So. But yeah, right? It's got to be right like now. Yeah. But I would say maybe Arcane Studios. I, I like your thought process behind Rare the best. I think Arcane, because of Prey and what they did, I, I think they probably have some talent there. I think when Red Ball comes out, that'll be another That's kind a of drop point. in the bucket, see yeah. how we're feeling about them. Yeah. My hunch is honestly looking at this list. <laughs> it's just starting to think maybe just get a new oh, lead no. designer at 343. Oh, no. <laughs> There's Isn't that bad? Yeah. You know what? I'm really noticing. It's really hard to be a talented first-person shooter, like, big-time uh, studio, where that's what you're known for all the time. Like, There's not very many, which I mean, is funny because I remember... You have the Call of Duties. You have the Battlefields. Yeah. Battlefields have fallen off the map. You Call of Duty is Call of Duty. So it is what it is. But it's kind of the Battle Royale space now. Yeah. And, I, again, everybody's like... Matt, uh, Halo cannot do a battle royale. It's a bad thing. I was like, go for it. Try it, please. Apparently, do something. That, apparently that might be coming. I've been yeah, hearing Do something about with that. it. Uh, I mean, I don't care. Have the flood be chasing you. <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine? <laughs> that is the zone closing in. <laughs> See, make it happen. Ugh. Just try something. That's the thing. Yeah, after looking at this, honestly, I think their best bet is to stay with 343 <laughs> because one, they already gave us a good game. That's the pedigree. Yeah. You don't want to give Halo another bad game like 5. I know some people don't think it's bad, but you can't do that again. And now with the baggage of Infinite already, you cannot miss. But does this make you just wash the board and get rid of Halo for a while? Maybe, which is sad. I, I would say this. If they can somehow find a way to dedicate, maybe just lock down and listen. It's already been tough for almost a year now. Not even, you can't say a year because like the first two, three months were actually fantastic. So it's been rough for about nine months. Maybe you let them know, listen. We're going to hold off on updates for this game. We'll give you a couple maybe like new seasonal stuff to grind for a little while with what we have. And then we're going to lock it down for about six to eight months. And we're going to guarantee you we get boom, 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 boom. All these other things done. Like you get co-op. Forge is going to happen because it'll be out of beta by then. Your <laughs> like whatever the issue is, we're going to give you X amount of new maps. You're going to get all this stuff. We're going to give you the stats you want. But in order for that to happen, we got to quit updating the game for six months so we can focus on this stuff. At this point, I'd say go for it. Do it. Yeah, I mean, what's the harm? The numbers are already low. Who cares? Yeah. Now, again, I will say this, though, too. This is why I love this podcast. Be we looked up actual evidence of like, listen, I, I, I'm, listen, I'm with everybody else. I was sick and tired of what 343 is doing. But then when you look <laughs> at what Microsoft Slim has. Slim Pickens. You I'm, know what? You know who should make this game? And they're way too tied up in what they're doing. Freaking respawn. Holy oh, crap. I mean, that would be a... That I that's would, a dream. Yeah, that's a dream. Yeah, well, but see, here's the thing, though. It's like, you need a first-party studio. Buy respawn. No, don't buy respawn. No, stop I, I don't, buying I, stuff. I, yeah, I want that to stop. But, but yeah, they have online multiplayer in their DNA, man. It's in their blood. They again, movement down. Yeah, if we can't real. shoot out... If we can't shout it out enough, Titanfall 2 is an absolute gem that everyone missed because it literally launched in between Battlefield... And Call of Duty. And yeah. Call of Duty. So, no. But I think Apex actually probably brought back Titanfall 2's popularity. But oh, 100%. You should, should play that game. 
I mean, the problem with it, with this this mind share that we are now in 2022 with games is players are fickle beasts. They jump around a game to game. You know, WoW dies, so then everybody jumps to Final Fantasy 14. You know, Call of Duty's down. Oh, they jump onto Apex. Apex down, jump to four. Things ebb and flow. So Infinite has to really come back in a big way, and what they're doing right now is not that. It's too minimal. So I think maybe your idea of shutting, scaling it even back further and adjusting. Maybe mm-hmm. it comes back in another year or two and we're doing another Infinite update and we're like, woo, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, if if you're going to be a live service and you want to be around for it's not like that engine's going to look bad anytime soon. So maybe just kind of slow it down for a little while. Because again, prime example, look at the Master Chief collection. Look what me and you did. Being able to play the playlist they have the fact that you can literally set a random playlist that oh will gosh. give you games from one two three four and reach, and reach like, it's like, so cool can like there's so much content there so much content there and you gotta give throw them a little bit of a bone yeah that started off like crap so that's probably a bad way to put that but they worked yeah. on it <laughs> and they got it you know that, that may be actually proof though like guys maybe we should just bunker down and trust three for three because look at they know how to get themselves out of a mess <laughs> it just God, takes I, them two years i hope so man oh my so, gosh hey fall 2023 winter 2024 halo well, uh, beginning of the year 2024 halo infinite is going to be a banger <laughs> no, i hope so man gosh <laughs> i really hope so ah oh, man yeah, that is it, man. Don't chase every trend, though, too, please. What? <sighs> like Battle Royale. I mean, I, I said earlier, like, throw everything at it, do what sticks. But same time, I don't know. I feel like because they followed the trend of open world games, I think it went down. Halo down. They didn't need to change it. I know a lot of times you want to change things to change them because yeah. it's time for a revolution. But there's a... <laughs> I don't know. Look how many freaking Yakuza games there are. They're all pretty similar. They finally changed up after the eighth one, but just it works. Why fix it? Well, see, and this is the thing, and I will quit railing on this, but it's literally battle royales clearly are what everyone loves now. It seems like there's so many shooters, like, and a problem that I hate, but it's true, is wherever Twitch streamers head, the big Twitch streamers, a lot of the audience follows, which is why Warzone, Fortnite, Apex are so big. But, and so I was doubting whether or not Halo could actually have a full, powerful, like, comeback. But we saw it. It had it. As long as it has the content, it has it. It was like a sparkler. Yeah. Burned bright, but way too quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, if you can find a way to just drip feed, I, I think the game needs about 10 new maps right now. If you can just throw in 10 good new maps of all different ranges... And just give us some new guns. Not not not, 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 not new guns. Excuse yeah. me. New play modes. And they are giving us new gun. And I'm like, don't. There's yeah. What no, you no. have is great. They yeah. sound amazing. Yes, yes. I, I completely foot and mouth there. New game modes, playlists. I think are really big. And then just drop the forge. Let the community start giving up. And it would be really cool. Is have stats attached to forge. By the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How long you spent in it? And yeah. All that jazz. Just please give us that. Anything else you want to talk about? Clearly, we're both passionate about Halo. Yeah, obviously, we've been talking for a while in this second half. I will say, you know, one thing we've learned from all this hoopla is Microsoft has a tendency for contract workers, and I think that is really biting them in the butt. Yeah. So th- does this go all the way up to Phil Spencer and his management? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I haven't dived deep into it, but I know when you think of the other side of things like PlayStation and Sony. Obviously, they have contract workers, but they have dedicated people there leading mm-hmm. their teams. Now, we did have that with that person that just left for Halo, so maybe it's not always the best thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I look at it this way, too. Like, I think there's a lot to what you say there, because you look at, what was it? Last year, we kept hearing, okay, it's Microsoft's time. Here we go. Forza, Age of Empires. Uh, there was another game, uh, The Ascent, I guess. Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. Well, that was what I was building up to. Halo Infinite. And then it's like, okay, now smooth sailing into 2022. Halo falls apart. Literally, Halo falls apart, and then the entire company falls apart. Because nothing released. We got got Tunic. (laughs) Yeah, you got Tunic, which I hated. (laughs) Uh, You know, at least they committed to the idea, but, man. Making Halo online persistent, which is funny, because when I think of Halo, I think of the online community from Halo 2. 
and that number going up, getting to that samurai armor. I, I don't know. I don't. What do you need to? It seems like it's a no-brainer just to roll it all back and start fresh with what you've already done in MCC. So why don't they? <laughs> you know what's going to be really fun to pay attention to is a year from now. How much has changed? Because like when I boot up Halo Infinite right now, I think there's about two-ish new maps that are different than what I played. There's not much else when I boot up Halo Infinite, which ironically, by the way, I tried booting up Halo Infinite like three weeks ago and <laughs> couldn't get into a game. <laughs> so, no, that's not a good sign. yeah, not a good sign. But I just, it's going to be one of those things like we have to keep waiting. But I think, as much as it's impossible to say have patience, I think just we got to have patience. Because, like I said, we, we looked at the list 343 has got to fix it. Yeah. Sorry, it's their, their baggage now. <laughs> But I don't think you want to give it to anybody else. It's a good pick. I like Halo Infinite. I might actually love it, to be honest. And I kind of want to play it. <laughs> yeah, all this talk after. But it doesn't have that erapturing power like the previous ones do. Not, not all of them, but we're talking about Halo Reach right now. That enraptured me to go play more multiplayer. Made me want to go play the other campaigns. Infinite doesn't do that. No, and again, and I can easily say it. Halo Reach is a better game than Halo Infinite. Yeah, it is. And I want it to be the flagship for Xbox. It just isn't it right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay because we're talking about Halo Reach, baby. <laughs> so these are the quick bits. My death counter is when we both died. So we couldn't keep resurrecting. And that happened five times. We played on heroic difficulty, which I think is my favorite difficulty. It's not too hard. It's not too easy. I like a little bit of challenge. You can play this on easy. I don't care whatever you do. Just yeah. for me, this that feels good. Yeah, I feel like, well, because I always go back to like the Halo combat of all days with Legendary difficulty oh where it's like one of your team, you just stand back and let the other guy suicide themselves like multiple times. I mean, Legendary is fun to play. Yeah. Don't I feel like her- Heroic for me is a sweet spot. It's a good sweet spot. Yep, I agree. And a shout out again. One of the best ending sequence ever. Probably in almost any game. It's simply the best. Fight until you can't anymore, baby. Yeah. Favorite ability is between sprint because it's just easy and handy <laughs> and decoy. I love the decoy, man. The decoy is pretty good. I, I would argue uh, it probably is telling that one of our favorite fe- like mine was sprint. It's like that should just be built in. <laughs> that shouldn't should. be a power. We did mess around with the multiplayer. We played deathmatch and uh, defend mode, which was firefight. And that was a blast. That was a lot of fun with just the two of us. Yeah, I'm actually kind of disappointed we haven't played any more Firefight together. Yeah, we, we, we got it. We got it. Maybe Kevin on it. MCC is God tier at this stage. Let's hope Infinite gets there. <laughs> now, it may feel like we ended this with a lot of negativity, but that's out of love. The Halo franchise is special within this brotherhood. Halo reaches everything we wanted out of a story-driven first-person shooter. A somber story about the sacrifices that laid the groundwork for our childhood love. And you might be wondering, why do they keep switching off sentence by sentence? Well, that's what we used to do with Halo when we were kids. And that's because the Halo trilogy was the campfire, and Halo Reach is the s'more. Log live, Master Chief!